Hello to all of our listeners, and once again, welcome to FewerCast, our Film Effect weekly entertainment recap podcast, the weekly episodic show where we break down the Film Effect movie news from our full effect point of views, or if anything else, it just gives me a reason to hang out with my friends once a week. As with every episode, I'm Ed, with me are the usual suspects, Jocelyn, Andrew, Justin, and soon to be joining us, Corey. How we doing, crew? Pretty good. Hey, now. Good to talk to everybody. Greetings and salutations. All right, well, we've got a really fun episode this week. We've got lots to discuss, so let's not waste any more time as we tighten that grip and bring on the drip. I may have some breaking news for you, Elliot. All right, gang, we're doing things a little differently with this format, starting now with this episode, and everyone is now going to be bringing their own little piece of news to the show, so... uh we're going to start with Jocelyn. Jocelyn, what is your article for this week that we're going to be talking about? I knew it was going to be first. Um, I want to talk about Wes Anderson's new movie, Asteroid City, that is coming to theaters next June. Um, mm. I'm excited. Tell me more. Um, it is a movie based on, uh-huh. let me see, a ca- uh, kids that go to a cadet convention. And they basically come together and with their parents, and it's a spectacular, disruptive, disrupted by world-changing events. That's all I really know of it. But the cast is incredible. There's a lot of big stars in it, um, which I'm shocked. I feel like this is like probably like the first movie that he has this many big names in i mean he normally has big names but um this is a really big cast for this um as you know his movies are usually like smaller cast but this has a lot in it i was actually shocked when i went through it um but uh i'm a huge wes anderson fan i he's who who are the actors in it uh oh god like of course jason schwartzman you know, he's got like his regulars in there, uh, like Bill Murray, Scarlett Johansson. I don't. Maya Hawks. Yeah. Um, Steve Carell's in it. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's the big one that stood out in my mind. It's like, oh, that's Owen a- Wilson, yeah. Adrian Brody, Brian Cranston, Jeff Goldblum, Luke Wilson, Holy Matt shit. Dillon. My favorite, Willem, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe Margot <laughs> Robbie. <laughs> Liev Schreiber. Yeah, but um, I was kind of taken back. We can just keep this naming list. all names. Yes. <laughs> Even Quentin Tarantino's on this list. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's in it. I don't know, but Rita Wilson, Mrs. Tom Hanks. Yeah. This is fucking ridiculous. So I mean, I don't know where you guys stand with Wes Anderson. Um, him and Taika are like my two favorite like directors of all time. I'm a huge Wes Anderson um fan, so. I'm really excited about this movie. Like, like really excited. And I respect that. For me, with Wes Anderson, uh, he's hit or miss. I primarily, I primarily like his older films. Like he started off red hot. Red, Rocket, uh, Bottle Rocket, Rushmore, World Tenenbaums. Those three films are bangers. And see, Darjeeling Limited is probably at the top of the list for me. That's that's one of my favorite movies of all time from him. Gotcha. Because I was going to say Life Aquatic is when he started to lose me a little bit. That, and that's my and second then, favorite. 
<laughs> so we're oh, like different well, spectr- spectrums with that's okay yeah bill murray's in pretty much all dude. of these he, movies yeah he uses he bill was murray. in rushmore and ever since rushmore he was just yeah i think, I think he's like, been in every one except for bottle rocket yeah i think yeah, so i think i think so too but yeah, I mean, he definitely has a different like. It's a different style of movie. Like like you said, hit or miss is basically like the perfect wording, you know, that I would say regarding his movies. Because some people like it, some people don't. It's not really people's thing. Because he's he's got that quirkiness, obviously, to all of his films and the writing, mm-hmm. and it comes off on screen that way. Um, honestly. I don't know. Just some of his movies are just too dull for me, um, and you know, it's just I, 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 me being the cinephile that I am, I just want a little bit more out of him. I don't know what it well, is. Well, and I think that's why um, Darjeeling Unlimited and like Life Aquatic are like my uh, at the top of the list for me because they definitely have a little more, uh, I guess, like feeling to them, a little more meaning behind them and stuff. I understand. Yeah. Where are you out on Royal Tenenbaums? I mean, I I love that movie. I, I that was the first Wes okay. Anderson movie that I had ever seen. Um, okay. I did go back and watch like Bottle Rocket and Rushmore and everything like that. But um, Royal Tenenbaums. That was my yeah. First. That was like my first Ru- one. Rushmore was my first. I, if, I saw Rushmore when it first came out on I was video. Say, I feel like I might have even watched that with you, like you and Metzger back in the day or something. I feel like probably not. He hated that movie. Oh, okay, never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Yeah, I mean that's a good movie. Uh, obviously, the soundtrack is incredible for that movie, but um, the soundtracks are actually really good for a lot of his movies. I really yeah, pretty much all of the movies. Yeah, the, the music is really good. Even like like the score and stuff is always like perfect for you know that movie mm-hmm. that it's a part of. So, but um, because his last film was The French Dispatch, which I haven't seen yet, honestly. Um, I've actually heard good things about French Dispatch. Have you? I, I'm sure. I'm assuming you've seen it. I, that's the only movie I have not seen yet. Oh, I have not. Okay. The last one that I watched was Grand Budapest, and I did kind of. So you haven't seen Isle of Dogs then either? No, I've seen all of them. I, I, we watched like um like Fantastic Mr. Fox and stuff. Like obviously, like I watched with the kids, but. Like Grand right. Budapest, um, I watched it, but it that was one of the movies where I was kind of like it, losing it a little bit, I guess. Like you said, you felt like with a, was, Life Aquatic, you know. Well, that was the last film of his I actually saw was Grand Budapest, and I actually thought it was not that bad, yeah. honestly. It, it was decent. I mean, I enjoyed it, but the last um, one I enjoyed, I really did like Moon, uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I just thought it was cute. <laughs> Everyone likes that movie. I think I'm the only person that, that just thought it was just underwhelming. Um, I don't know. It, it was cute, though. You're right about that. Yeah. But, I mean, if you but, if uh, you haven't seen Darjeeling Unlimited, I, I would highly suggest seeing that. That's that's by far my favorite by him. And I remember seeing that at the Charles Theater when it came out back in 2007. And nice. Nice. Yeah. It, it's... It's just a great movie. I, I love the three of the, uh, you know, the actors together as the brothers and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a good movie. But I'm I'm really excited for his new movie to come out. It gives me something to look forward to next year. I'll have to see that. Oh, for your recommendation, the I I haven't seen the Darjeeling the uh, Darjeeling Limited. I do remember that. Um, 
It was like a prologue. Hotel Chevalier, I think is what it was called. Yeah, it was Natalie that came Portman. out before that. Natalie Portman, like the whole rage was like, you know, she was like naked and shit. I just remember that like being all the rage of all the fucking little boys and shit on the internet 15 years <laughs> ago or so. Yeah, that but, was a um, long ass time ago. Yeah, it was. Uh, Andrew, Justin, you guys want to comment on this? You want to go, I mean, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I'm not a diehard for Wes Anderson, to be honest with you. I don't really remember too too much of his films, but I respect his, you know, his work. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying, like, it's not really for me, I guess, when I go to watch movies. They're unique. That's fair. But my, my buddy Jeff keeps <laughs> wanting me to watch. Unique. My buddy Jeff keeps wanting me to watch. Uh, what is the one about the fox? Uh, fantastic, fantastic Mr. Fox. fox. Which is actually right now for free on YouTube, by the way. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that looked interesting to me. But again, like, I I totally agree with you. Hit or miss, for sure. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Justin. Um, so like it's weird because Wes Anderson is a director who maybe more than anybody who's worked for the most part, I either really like or love. And yet I'm not at all excited when they announce a new movie of his. It's like I know I'm gonna see <laughs> it. I'm I'm probably gonna like it, maybe even love it, but I, I just never get excited. Mm-hmm. Like if there's something about his like and I was like 23 24 somewhere around there when bottle rocket came out so that was a movie like i like i've been watching by sanderson day one and i like i love bottle rocket went out to see rushmore opening weekend fucking hated it the first time i saw it i don't know why i didn't connect with <laughs> I, and then i watched it again when it came out on dvd and i was like i must have been out of my mind this is one of the best movies i've ever seen in my life so like i fell in love with rushmore <laughs> I do not, to this day, like the Royal Tenenbaums. I've tried. It's like my punch drunk love. Like, I just, I I can't fucking connect with that movie for whatever reason. Um, Life Aquatic, I love. Um, Darjeeling Limited, I just saw for the first time this year. Really liked it. I've never seen the animated ones all the way through. I've seen bits and pieces of both of them, but I've never seen either one start to finish. Um... Okay. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom and uh, Grand Budapest. I remember liking both of them. I've only seen them once. I couldn't tell you a thing about either one of them, even though I know I like them. And so I owe them both a rewatch. And I did not vibe with the French Dispatch. Um, so it's a long way of saying that, yeah, I'm definitely going to see it, the new one, when it comes out. Um, but I'll, I'll temper any kind of excitement I have, probably till literally the moment I'm watching. What's up, Corey? Hey, 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 hey. finally. <laughs> so where are you where are you at on Wes Anderson, Corey? We're talking about uh Asteroid City. We're wrapping up the conversation on Asteroid City, but before we do that, where's uh your thoughts on Wes Anderson? So it's, yeah, it's interesting uh that we're talking about this article because I there's very few directors I've done a 180 on as much as Wes Anderson. And uh, when it, when I first started seeing his films like Rushmore, Royal Tenenbaums, Life Aquatica, I loved them. I thought they were great. I mm-hmm. own them all. I've watched them multiple times. But as time has gone on in the past two decades, it's just it feels like I'm watching the same movie yeah. over and over, just with slightly yes. different right. characters. And, yes. and I will agree so, with that. Yeah, it's it's he has like the same style in like every movie. I feel like. Yeah, I feel like it's the same type movie, and it's just like, 
like the Grand Budapest I liked, Darjeeling Limited I liked, but it just seems like each couple years in movies, I just like it a little bit less. So like Moonrise Kingdom was okay, and then like French Dispatch, I watched half an hour and stopped. Honestly, I I, I didn't really <sighs> like that. But I was I just realized I was like, I might be Wes Anderson out. I mean, I understand like a lot of directors have styles genres and stuff like that but i mean i would like to see him make something different honestly that would be the most exciting thing to me if they were like wes anderson's gonna do a horror movie an action movie i mean i don't know if it'd be any good <laughs> but i'd be intrigued you know <laughs> like instead of just doing the same type movie with the dry humor and the kirk uh quirky characters i mean it's good like he does it really well it's just i've seen it 17 times i got yeah. excited when i read the title asteroid city i'm like oh is he doing a, a sci-fi movie maybe he's doing something different. right that's what i said too well and i was gonna say too it's funny because i all the wes anderson movies that i've seen in the theater i've seen with my one friend kara because she's the only friend that i know that like appreciates Wes Anderson as much as I do so like every time a new Wes Anderson movie comes out we're like oh we gotta go see that because my husband hates Wes Anderson and I don't really have any other friends that really enjoy it so it's it's kind of funny Justin you're up next what did you bring to the table this week um I brought the table we've discussed it in the past but but uh Avatar Way of Water is getting ready to come out and so that means the some of the first reactions are starting to hit and the this article I pulled up the headlines is a little misleading it says initial reactions to Avatar The Way of Water calls the film a visual masterpiece so it kind of sounds like backhanded praise like yeah it looks good but it fucking sucks um, <laughs> right. but like everything that I'm reading down in the article and it's all just like like Twitter people, so you know, I assume they're critics. They're the ones getting access to it at this point. So take all of that with a grain of salt. But like the reactions are pretty overwhelmingly positive. Like it's it's more than just calling saying it looks good. Um, and I'm not going to give the names of these people. Sorry, I'm not crediting. I'm not going to stretch it out that much. But the one guy said, right. "I've said it a thousand times. Never doubt him." talking about Cameron. Avatar The Way of Water is how you do epic blockbustering, emotional, visceral, and as big as movies get. Um, somebody else, visual masterpiece with rich use of 3D and breathtaking visas. Uh, this guy thinks it does suffer from a thin story and too many characters, but uh, pulls it together for an extraordinary final act full of emotion and thrilling action. Uh, Somebody else raised the bar with effects, but these visuals are mind-blowing. One stunning frame after the next, but the thing I dug most is how the technical feats always feel in service of character and world-building. So it's a lot of that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know that nobody on this show seems to be overly enthused about it, myself included. Like, I want to be more excited than I am. Um, But I like reading stuff like this because I want it to be great. Like, I want James Cameron every, especially now that he makes fewer and fewer movies. I want him swinging for the fences every time, and I want him connecting as much as possible. So, um, I'm definitely going to go see this in a theater. I, I, I think, like, I tried watching the original on TV, and I just couldn't drum up the interest. I think these movies are made to be spectacles, and um, if you're not seeing it in the theater, it, 
it's you're doing yourself a disservice. And I think like most people at this point seem to really not to give a shit that this movie's coming out. But I think once all the Cameron heads go and see it the first week into or the week or two and start talking about how great it is, I think word of mouth is gonna snowball and make this maybe not as big as the first one, but I think it's gonna be a pretty big movie. Yeah, I was going to say, do we think this is actually going to top the first film? Because a lot of people seem to think it is, and I'm not sure how that's going to happen with this being more of the same. It's like, okay, you're trying to talk about breakthrough 3D technology. Well, to begin with, 3D technology is kind of dead in the water. No one gives a shit about 3D anymore these days in 2022. Um, So this film will probably be more or less a one and done. To achieve the kind of numbers that people are thinking that it's going to make it's going to have a lot of it would have to have a lot of like return value like a lot of replay service of people and i don't think it's going to have that i think it's going to be a one and done nor do i think as many people that were there for the first one 13 years ago are going to all show up you know guaranteed to come back and i I just don't see it recuperating recouping the, the 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 money that the first one did um i think it's gonna be i mean christ i don't even know off the top of my head nor do i care enough to look it up on my phone right now like how much the movie has to make nor it's gonna make just like break two even. billion dollars just to break even like i don't even understand Fuck that me. yeah it's not happening dude i don't even see it making two million or two billion i'm sorry two million yeah two billion i don't see that happening i just don't i mean I've been known to be wrong, like really wrong with predictions in the past. Like my 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 most infamous one was probably what I said about it chapter one. When I first saw that preview, I was like, yeah, this isn't gonna be fucking a success at all. This is gonna be a fucking dud. And lo and behold, it was like the, the biggest opening of September and shit. And it was just like it made all these records. Some that have since been broke, but like, I couldn't have been any more wrong about that prediction. So, who knows? I could be wrong this time as well. But I just, deep down, and I've done some thinking about it because I'm a dork. I just, and I, I just can't find a, a path where it, you know, successfully makes more money than the first one. I mean, basically, you're telling yeah. me that as many people that went to see Avengers Endgame a couple years ago are going to show, show up for this one in, in, in droves, and doves. Dude, well, I, I just don't see it happening. I don't. I mostly agree with what you were saying, Ed. Like, it, it's going to be a one and done. Like, it'll be like the first time I saw Avatar. I saw it in theaters. I thought it was awesome. Tried to rewatch it at home. Thought it sucked. But Same. I think it's going to be like that. But um, I will say, I think there's going to be a younger generation. I mean, I think maybe fans are going to bring their kids now that are either older or, yes. you know, have been born since. So I think there's going to be new families going in there to watch it because it is like more of a family type movie. And then, you know, I there's how much competition does it really have? I mean, is there going to be another big blockbuster released at the end of the year? So I don't no. think it'll top the original, but I think it'll do well. I think it'll do well enough. Well, we shall see. Like I said, I could be wrong. I just don't see it happening. And you make a good point, though, Corey, about the uh, the younger generation. Because, you know, it is, you know, 13 years later. So there's going to be a whole new set of fresh faces that weren't there back in 2009. So Well, and I was going to say, I, too, but- you know, they also have Pandora at Walt Disney World. And I think a lot of people 
that were used to going, I mean, with me selling Disney as a travel agent and everything too, like I had clients that had no idea what Pandora was, but because it was at Disney, they wanted to go, but they didn't know that it had anything to do with like the movie Avatar because it was called Pandora. So I feel like it's probably going to open up another door for, you know, those that like going to Disney and seeing the park, they're going to want to go see the movie as well. If that makes sense, you know, but, um, but I'm, I'm Um, excited for this movie. I actually am. I mean, I've never shared, you know, my, how I felt about it or anything, but, um, I I think it's going to look incredible. Um, I'm really excited about like all the, the scenes, like, you know, in the water and everything. It just, all the trailers to me just Mm -hmm. look great. I don't know if I want to go in a movie theater and sit for three, probably like three and a half three hours and 12 minutes right but after other previews and everything else like i mean we're probably looking at almost four hours now you know what i mean like i don't know if i can do that but you said those avengers movies that were three hours long you can do avatar they weren't three hours long yeah but (laughs) there's a big difference though justin you're comparing like a big finale if that was like a 10-year event Avatar. And James Cameron. So there's going to be a lot. movies made in 13 years. I consider that a pretty big event. That's why I'm excited uh, for. I'm more excited because it's game. My, okay, I, than it's Avatar. But my I point lied, though is, guys, is, is that is that Endgame? Endgame was three hours long, but it was full. It was chock full of action set pieces and sequences and stuff. Avatar is not going to be that way. There's going to be a lot of slow time in this movie. I guarantee. If it's anything like the first movie. This movie's not going to have nearly the amount of action sequences that that Endgame had, so that's not really a fair comparison, in my opinion. I, I do, I do agree there, because I mean, Endgame was, you know, a, a movie every two years, and you, you know, like you wanted to see what was going to happen next. You were dying on the edge of, of twenty-one your films. Seat. Yeah, and I was there opening night for. Um, I think Infinity War, like, you know, at midnight by myself in the I was theater. at midnight for yeah. both of them, Infinity and Endgame. But, um, but I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm also really excited for Pandora because it has been so long, though. And, you know, I, I'm right. excited to see and how listen, the And listen, I have nothing but... I. I'm happy as hell for, for like, people like you and, and, and everyone that, you know, are excited for this. I can't get behind it. I wish I could. As a filmmaker, uh, filmmaker, listen to me. As a as a film lover, um, I wish I could get behind this movie, but I'm just I, I'm I don't know. It's been way too long. The first one didn't wow me like most people, so you know, it's not to say I'm not going to see this movie. I definitely will see this at some point. I don't think I'm going to be just you know running to the theater over the next few weeks to see it with that crowd, but. I don't know. I'll, I'll eventually see it. I'll withhold further with judgment until then. Um, but I can't really say my excitement level is that high. But, you know, I'm I'm going to check it out. And I'm happy for people like you, Jocelyn, who are really, you know, I, I, I doubt you're actually like marking off the days on your calendar, but I no, know you're happy I, to honestly, see Honestly, I film. thought it came out Thanksgiving. So, like. so yeah. <laughs> Alright, anyone else want to comment on this before we move on? Sure, I didn't say anything about it. Um, I didn't think so, Andrew, what's up? I, I'm not going to lie, I was not a fan at all, first Avatar. I was actually... We saw it together, I remember that night I, too. Yeah, 
We literally were there the last night. It was in like, IMAX 3D. We waited so long to see it. Yeah, and like a month later, we went and saw Edge. What was that called? Edge of Darkness or whatever it was. I think it's called. Well, that was before we saw Avatar. We saw Edge of yeah, Darkness yeah, first because I okay, came out okay. in January. Okay, cool. So we didn't see Avatar till that March. So anyhow, uh, like I don't know. I I sat there in the theater just thinking to myself, like this movie looks amazing. I've never seen a movie look and feel this great but everything else about it just sucks <laughs> like i and it sucks because I, I like james cameron a lot but we're talking like i say i like james cameron a lot but i'm 32 years old i'm pretty sure james cameron's only put out like four or five movies since my time so so like he just takes too long to do yeah. these movies and they don't like if it doesn't blow your fucking mind then it's a disappointment right i mean we could agree upon that so yeah he he released the abyss the year you were born for uh, clarification so he released what terminator 2 titanic avatar true lies lies yeah uh, yes true lies that's sorry yes but either that's way it. but either way like so i was right yeah but anyhow the point being though is and i disagree as far as the money goes i don't think it will be number one i don't think it'll be number two i definitely think it'll be number three and that's not a disappointment at all. That's all fucking like an ungodly amount of money. Not so this, this production movie. company, yeah, but this production company is going to be—it's two hundred fifty million dollars as far as the budget goes. Like, what are you, are you guys just right out of the gate expecting two billion? That's kind no, of no. That's that's the figure I read behind everything that went into making. The- there's always hidden costs and right. stuff like that, marketing just, and there's other right. stuff too. Everything tied together sure. is saying it's got to make like $2 billion to, to show a profit. It's crazy. And I, I, I think $2 billion was the number I read. It, it was, well, if, well, if it's not honest, that, it, it was something ridiculous like that. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. That, that seems like it's 20th Century Studios' fault then. Like, why would you just expect right out of the gate that a movie will make $2 billion? I, I don't think it's not the budget. It's because the, here's we crunched the numbers. This is the, this is what we've got to hit for this to be worth our time. It's not like a number they just pulled out of thin air. They, you know, they do all these. these no, 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 no. I, I get that. There's an algorithm to it, but it's just yeah, like yeah. if you're just expecting two billion dollars, like you're already playing off your back foot. <laughs> that's just that's just how it is. So I mean, I think the movie. I took, honestly, I think the movie will almost break two billion if not break it but it's definitely making at least a billion and a half they'll probably do that in the first what couple of months it's out you also Maybe. gotta figure we'll, the we'll di- see i really don't know where this is. I, I i'm honestly just kind of flabbergasted as to where as to like how much this film's gonna make i, I really do have no idea if it's gonna bomb or be a success i think you know. domestically it will maybe clear the budget as far as the rest of the money goes you're you're looking like overseas and people overseas are gonna fucking buy this movie up that's that i i just feel like they're just gonna buy the hell out of this especially movie. china if they, if they buy every single movie the rock is in they're gonna buy this fucking movie well hold your horses apparently they're not buying the black adam but we'll get to that <laughs> god god All bless right. him anybody else before we move on Speak now, forever hold your peace. All right, that being said, Corey, you're up. <laughs> All right. Um, firstly, yeah, glad to be back. <laughs> I know I, I missed yeah. that intro. Sorry glad, about that. Glad to have hey, you. everybody, Corey. Yeah, I'm still alive. So that's the good news. 
Um, anyway, the article I picked uh, interested me because I'm a huge DC fan. Uh, I've always liked DC comics way more than uh, the Marvel counterparts. So uh, I was really interested to just kind of hear about the future of, uh, you know, the DC cinematic universe, or I guess lack thereof a future for the current one. Um, so the latest article headline that Patty Jenkins is out and there is no Wonder Woman 3 moving forward. Um, right. Which honestly, personally for me, isn't a big deal because I hated the second one. I thought Wonder Woman 84 was a train wreck. Um, and honestly, I, I, I don't know. I felt dumber for watching it, honestly. <laughs> like, I don't normally say that about movies, but I know it was made to be fun and, you know, whimsical and Wonder Woman, yay. But, you know, the whole, without getting into too much detail, the movie sucked, in my opinion. And it was kind of weird and rapey the way they brought uh, Chris Pine's character back. But uh, so I'm not too sad about that. But the where the article gets interesting was just... Um, then it was talking about like they're not even sure like what if the flash is even like you know the flash is still slated to come out you know in whatever it is a year and a half but they're like everything's still fluid i just found that very interesting um apparently like james gunn and um what's the other guy's name james gunn and peter uh safran are supposed to be having a meeting with the new head honcho um what's his name zaslav next week and that's kind of like where they're going to lay down the whole plan for the new dc universe and it's just yep. like kind of nobody really knows what's going on are we going to keep a lot of the Snyderverse characters and have them back is it ever all going to be wiped clean um you know the only thing that sounds certain at this point is like the reeves batman stuff is kind of off on its side and the joker like that stuff's kind of like the else world stuff that's happening so that's yeah safe. they're not touching that shit basically because those affects- are the big a lot. Yeah, those are the big money makers, but everything else, it sounds like, is just, they're not sure yet. Uh, you know, and knowing James Gunn, uh, you know, what he did with Guardians and then Suicide Squad, he seems to be into more like the B-type characters, so I do find it interesting there. Like, are we going to see, like, all these B and Z characters from DC, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Well, um, I don't know how well it would do at the box office, but I don't know, I just found it interesting how this big company, like, just it doesn't sound like anybody has any idea what's going to happen. And I just found that interesting. And then you factor in Black Adam just bombing. Well, yeah, I was, was, was going to say that that was going to be one of my several things I'm, I was about to bring up was the fact that that movie bombed, <laughs> even though Dwayne Johnson's on Twitter saying, oh, no, it's made like $53 million, technically, yada, yada. It's like, stop oh, it, Dwayne. No, we were on to this shit. That, the fact that they're not even sure about Henry Cavill, who just pretty pretty much like <laughs> left that Witcher show just to like come back for a cameo for a movie that isn't going to get a sequel because it didn't make the money back that it was promised. <laughs> then there's um the only thing they're sure about. It sounds like as far as the uh, the the Snyderverse core is Aquaman, and they're pretty much. I think I heard that they're gonna turn him into Lobo or something like that rather or Jason Moe is gonna play Mo- yeah. Lobo instead or he's not gonna be Aquaman anymore they're, they're right, playing, like right. that's the rumors he might be Lobo which that's it, an odd choice but I mean I guess that could be good well to um follow up on your Hollywood Reporter article where this story came from Corey James Gunn responded I don't know if you heard this or saw this but he uh, responded on Twitter earlier today he said so As for the story yesterday in The Hollywood Reporter, 
Some of it's true, some of it's half true, some of it's not true, and some of it we haven't decided yet whether it's true or not. Although this first month at DC has been fruitful, building the next 10 years of story takes time and we're just beginning. Peter and I chose to helm DC Studios knowing we were coming into a uh, fractious environment both in the stories being told and the audience itself and there would be an unavoidable transitional period as we moved into the telling of a co- into telling a cohesive, uh, cohesive story across film, TV, animation and gaming. But in the end the drawbacks of that transitional period were dwarfed by the creative possibilities and the opportunity to build upon what has worked in DC so far and to help rectify what has not. We know we are going we are, we know we are not going to make every single person happy every step of the way, but we can promise everything we do is done in the service of the story and in the service of the DC characters we know you cherish and have cherished our whole lives. As for more answers about the future of the DCU, I will sadly have to ask you to wait. We are giving these characters and the stories the time and attention they deserve, and we ourselves still have a lot of questions to ask and answer. So, my question to you all are is, rather, um, what do you see with all this? James Gunn taking over promising change and saying that you know basically confirming a bunch of that article that Corey was referring to was true he wasn't denying it at all only for a small portion apparently um but yeah i mean can james gunn save this because we we've been talking about for like for as long as fewer cast has been you know a podcast we pretty much you know every now every so often we've talked about it collectively a bunch just how insane DC's been ran since, you know, Warner Brothers has just fucked it all up completely, and here we are now. I mean, they still got this Flash situation, you know, to, to, to throw in their hands. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know if, if James Gunn can save this company. Where, do you, where are you guys at? Justin, start with you. Yeah, and I think it's telling that this story came out after the news of Black Adam being a bomb right. came out. I think that was probably, they were probably sitting on that, waiting to see how that movie did. And it's like, well, fuck, if a movie star in the rock isn't hit, then we just got to scrap this whole thing and start from scratch. Yeah. Um, and I, it makes sense. Like, I like the Snyderverse, um, specifically the Zack Snyder movies. I either haven't seen because I just don't care any of the ones that he hasn't done. And I, honestly, I've never seen Man of Steel start to finish. Um, Man of Steel is fantastic. Is it? I'm not a big, I'm not a huge Superman fan. I just have I'm, never liked the Superman character. Yeah, me neither. I'm not but, either, but Man of Steel kind of is, it's definitely the best one. Yeah, have, I, yeah, take the time and watch it. It's great. It's really I've great. seen most of it, bits and pieces. I've just never sat down and watched it start to finish. I think um, Superman is like the most boring superhero in the whole yeah. planet, but he, it's a fantastic film. It because it, it's not about his superpowers or anything like that. You'll you'll see when you see it. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's it's not what you're expecting it to be. It's very good. But I, I like uh, Batman versus Superman, and I like the Snyder Justice League very much. Um, but it's just been a fucking disaster from start to finish. So I, they really kind of dragged it out longer than they should have. 
um, it's a smart thing to do to just scrap it and start over. And James Gunn seems to be a guy who can write the ship. So I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm not a huge DC guy to begin with, right. but I, I, you know, I want the movies to be good. So um, I, I certainly will watch with interest to see how he does it. All right, Corey. Anything else yeah, you want to add to this? Yeah, I was just gonna say I, I'm hopeful. I really like James Gunn. Uh, you know, obviously for the Guardians and you know any of his work previously. I mean, honestly, I trust him as a filmmaker, so I'd be interested. And the fact that it's these two guys and it sounds like it's gonna be their vision, I'm hopeful that it'll just be unified. Because to me, the Snyderverse has been hit or miss. Like, yeah, the Justice League Snyder cut. It's fucking awesome. I love that. But Batman versus Superman, I thought was a complete piece of shit. So, I mean, it's just like, you know, one side or the other, you know, because like I just felt like they were trying to set up and cram too much stuff into that movie. I thought it was weak. Why Batman and Superman were actually fighting. I I thought it was ridiculous. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is Lex Luthor. So I had a lot of problems with that. So, like, you know, it was hit or miss for me, Um, you know, and, and it's just been so stop start. I mean, it just feels like they've been trying to catch up for so long to marvel maybe you know james gunn is just gonna come in and say fuck it we're not gonna be marvel we're never gonna be marvel let's just do our own small stories our own thing and aquaman can turn into lobo or some shit (laughs) you know the the main thing is are they gonna make interesting films that are decent that's what i care about more so than anything else so uh yeah i mean i'm hopeful though i'm optimistic about it does it suck that all these current movies are getting canceled. Yeah, I mean, I mean to me, it's terrible. Like, you know, canceling movies that are either almost done or finished. And then, you know, this whole Flash thing. I mean, just put it out there. Like, I mean, you got Flash fans. Like, yeah, the guy who plays the Flash is fucking crazy. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I'd still be interested in the film. I like the whole uh, Flashpoint storyline. I mean, so I'd be interested there. I kind but, of felt that the, the Snyderverse ended with that. Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. I feel yeah. I felt that that was kind of like a bittersweet ending to that saga. But then we still had the Flash movie coming out. There's still a fucking Aquaman sequel. But I don't know. Those two films aside, I just felt that this the Snyder cut of Justice League was like just a fitting farewell to that that part of DC, the you know the the DCU essentially. Yeah, that's how so, I've always in- interpreted it as. No, I, I the same way. It's just it's just like been in limbo, I would say, <laughs> more so than anything. It's just, it just sounds like nobody really knew. But uh, yeah, I'm optimistic um, for the new team coming in. So, you know, I'll be intrigued to see what they can do. I'm, I'm cool with having uh, lesser known characters thrown in there. All right. Anybody else before we move on? Um, I'm obviously biased toward Marvel as I grew up a Marvel fan and not a DC fan by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I just think this this whole franchise sucks. It's it just sucks. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Um, I, I I I liked um. See, I'm see I'm that weird guy that likes Batman versus Superman. Love it. I no, had fun. Watching I love that, that movie. Like, yeah, That's yeah, my like favorite it. one of the DCU. It is flawed, but it's, it's I loved flawed, it so it's much. A, it's a stupid superhero film, and you have fun watching it. I will defend fun. that film to my grave. Batman versus Superman. Like. Martha. Like it doesn't need this all. Ins- it doesn't need this all inspiring writing. It doesn't need to stick to the 
it doesn't need to stick to the script the way that I don't know. I'm just saying like people take this shit too seriously as far as like comic book films go, and I respect that because I take Marvel very seriously. But I had fun watching Batman vs Superman. I had fun seeing them both on screen. I like Ben Affleck as Batman, so you know I, I was all about that movie. But I, I was, I'm just not like a huge fan of Wonder Woman. I'm not. I wasn't a huge fan of Justice League. I didn't watch the Zack Snyder version because I just don't care at this point, and it's a fucking long endeavor. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, this whole franchise just sucks. And I'm not saying that just because I have bias toward Marvel. I'm saying that as a movie fan that just watches these movies and it's like, man, this this is not great at all. So, uh, Man of Steel though is probably my favorite out of the whole franchise. I haven't. I'm like so. Justin. I haven't seen that film the whole way through. Um, Josh, uh, Jocelyn, anything you want to add to this before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I'll throw in my two cents real yeah, quick. Um, it. I mean, I, I've I've been a big fan of James Gunn since Slither. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that he has to do with is is great. Um, I can honestly say I I don't know if it's just because I don't really like DC, but I could I could have done without Suicide Squad. Um, I like the first one, but the second one was just kind of like I don't know. I just it, it it wasn't there for me at all. Um, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy are like my you know favorite. Marvel movies of all time and what James Gunn did with them was great and I and I think because I love the Guardians of the Galaxy movies like so much I expected more out of what he could give you know put in for DC but I don't know I just I I don't I, I I'm at the point where I don't even really care what happens to DC anymore because it's just been so <laughs> awful um but I will say that I was really excited for for Flashpoint. Um, the Flash was probably one of my favorite DC characters. Um, I really loved him in the Justice League movies, and I'm kind of sad if they don't come out because I, I just, I know he's a piece of shit in real life, but I think he made a really good Flash, and if they don't come out, I'll I'll be pretty bummed. I, I'll give up on Mar- on DC. That, that's that's my last uh, two cents. See, I, Jocelyn, I, I... go ahead. I don't have any political opinion as to whether it should be released or not, but think about it. Like, if they release the film, that's it. You can't bring him back again. You know, they're not going to rehire him as the Flash. So, like, right. if you're already going to... I don't know. That's a rock and a hard place for sure, especially because you already have Michael Keaton doing this. I don't know if they filmed the movie already or not, but... Oh, yeah, that's done. Oh, okay. Well, then... It's been done. I don't know. Right, and my other I think thing is... Superman cameo I read, too. Well, and my other thing, like, regarding, you know, like, the Flash movie and stuff with, um, God, what is his name? It's, like, just not... Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller, yeah. I mean, with everything going on with him, I mean, James Gunn was in hot water a couple years ago. Come on. I mean, I'm not... I'm not saying that, like... They, yeah, they, but I feel like that's two completely different situations. They don't use he and she pronouns. But it doesn't matter. Right, um, but I'm saying the cancel culture. It doesn't matter how bad it is. Like if if it's very minor, it's still going to be horrific. You know what I mean? Like oh my god, like gasp, like you know what I mean? And and what James Gunn said, y- you know, was kind of frowned upon, and everybody made such a big deal about it. Some people didn't even know who the hell he was, and they were bitching about it. But it's like. 
you know, now he's running DC. So like, fuck you guys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, where do you draw the line is, is where I'm coming from. I mean, I don't know. I mean, cancer culture aside, like the point that I'm, that, that people are going to bring up is like, what he's doing is straight up against the law. <laughs> so it's like, can you depend upon this guy to show up? Like, look, I'm not about canceling people either, but at the same time, you know, this this dude's like breaking some heavy laws that will land you some serious jail time. So the reliability isn't there, and I think that's the problem. All right, Jocelyn, I think you and I are the only two people on the planet who don't like the Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I always thought that I was out on that limb by myself. So glad no, I I enjoyed the first one. I ju- yeah, I enjoyed here. the intro to the second one. I was really pissed off when it hit me that all of the people I was excited for in the second one died in the beginning. That was awesome, though. <laughs> I, I fucking like, love that he had the balls to do that. Right. I mean, I, I get it, but then it was just kind of like, okay, well, where's this movie love, going now? And I hated that made it. I love the film even I, more. I gotta say that opening oh, sequence. I it was it. like, oh my god, this is awesome. They fucking killed off like Boomerang and shit. It was just like, oh, this is great. This is so great. Yeah, yeah I didn't mind. I thought the rest of the movie was just too. It was the, the humor was just too silly for me. It, it was kind of humor. Yeah, it was definitely not Guardians of the Galaxy humor right there. So I didn't see I, it, I just, but is John Cena on point in that movie? I thought he was. I think he's fucking hilarious in that Hell movie. Hell yeah! And I, I think love he's that movie. Now, I and his show, The Peacemaker, I, is fucking just as great too. I was getting ready to say I have not watched that I yet, watched the but first, I, I, I like I do want to sit down I, and watch I, that. I, I, when I watched it for whatever reason, not because I didn't like it, I loved it, but I, I haven't watched the last two episodes yet. So I don't know. It's a good show though. It's and good. I, I apologize if I cut you off, Justin. I don't know if I did or not. No, no, you're you're fine. No. I don't. But, but the the Peacemaker show is that kind of like? Does that have kind of like the like the boys feel to it? That's what I got. I don't from, watch like, the boys. I can't compare. That's a oh, Corey okay, question. No, All right. I mean, I watched the boys, but I've never seen Peacemaker. So uh, okay, I have well, no shit. idea. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so I'll just sit down right. and watch it one weekend, and I'll let you guys know. <laughs> you do that. In the meantime, Andrew, let's um head on over to your side of the uh, show and talk about your article. Well, I was going to break up a spoof article from, like, The Onion, but I have a for real article, honestly. <laughs> um, so, Jackie Chan says, Rush Hour 4 is in the works, and teases it, and teases drama film he has directed for a woman. I feel like he's been teasing now, I'm not going to talk about. Eons. I'm not going to talk about for a woman, because I don't know anything about that at all. <laughs> he, he gets into the fact that he doesn't really do American films anymore, just because, you know, it's obviously not in his, in his you know... Th- I'm sure he doesn't speak American or fluent. So, either way, um, Jackie Chan made a rare on-stage appearance at Red Sea Film Festival Thursday, where he told that he is where he told fans that he is currently in talks for a fourth Rush Hour movie. We're talking about part four right now. He told the festival crowd, adding that he was going to meet with the film's director this evening to discuss the script. He did not identify the said director, but American filmmaker Brett Ratner directed all three of the previous versions. That's so I'm true. not going to go too too far into this, but he did talk about it at the film festival. Um, a lot of this article just goes over what it's pulled in. Um, it's it's made like almost a billion dollars worldwide out of the three, which for back in the day is pretty phenomenal. But I'm curious uh, as to who the they are that is, he's talking to about this fourth film because if I'm not mistaken, New Line put the three 
the first three movies out and New Line has since merged with Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers are like just fucking canceling shit left and right. So I don't know, maybe they are in, in talks for a fourth one with uh plus sometimes Andrew, it's not your fault. I thought you brought a great article for this conversation to have. I sometimes actors like to just say things that people want to hear. You know what I mean? Like well, it wouldn't be the first the time that, actually... that they said, Oh yeah, we're talking about doing this, that, the third, and it's like in reality, there's nothing going on. Like no there, there have been no conversations for ever in a day about whatever topic it is that they complain. Well, that, is... that's the point that I'm trying to get at. Right. The, okay. Like I read, I read the article earlier on on comicbook.com, and I was like, this seems totally not real. So I read the headline. I, I, I went through like at least like five or six articles, and it says the same thing, but he doesn't talk about who he's talking with. It doesn't talk about production company. It doesn't talk about anything. And for that matter, Chris Tucker doesn't even like act anymore. Yeah, I know. He's like he a does. super religious dude. Tucker's so. been in a lot more movies lately than he ever has. Because back when he was, oh okay, back when Tucker was in his prime, like he chose his roles very, like he was very seldomly in movies. Like he wasn't doing like, you know, um, he he wasn't like. I mean, that's kind of like why he didn't do Next Friday because he just wanted to branch didn't out. Didn't he do have like things? Well, didn't he ask for like ridiculous salary too? Like, wasn't he like I think crazy that expensive part back in, in the too, day? But I think that also he did it because you know he knew he wasn't going to get what he was asking, so he moved on and was able to do it that way. Because think about it, he was in off the top of my head, he was in that Black Panther movie. What was it called, Panther? He was in Money Talks. He was in Jackie Wait, Brown. He uh. was in Rush Hour. Fifth Element, Dead President. Dead President. That's what, that's the movie I was thinking of, or maybe he was in both. Um, so my article now. Um, yeah, this Jennifer Lawrence shit. It, it really fucking made me mad when I when I watched this video. I read the I read the quote, and I'm like, there's no way she said that. And then I watched the clip on the, what was it for uh, Variety or something? She yeah, it was Variety. She was doing this. I don't know, sit down and yeah, I'll, I'll play the clip for our audience. I remember when I was doing Hunger Games, nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie yeah. because it wouldn't work. We were told girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but yeah. boys cannot identify with a female lead. Oh, absolutely. And it just makes me so happy every single time I see a movie come out that just blows through every single one of those beliefs and proves that it is just a lie to yeah. keep certain people out of the movies, to keep certain people in the same positions that they've always been in. Yeah, I can't believe she said this. So basically she's saying, fuck Uma Thurman as the bride, fuck Charlize Theron as Furiosa, fuck Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor, fuck Sigourney Weaver as Ripley, fuck Mia Jovovich as Alice, Fuck Charles Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Fuck Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Fuck Gina Davis as Charlie Baltimore. Fuck Caroline Williams as Stretz. Fuck Heather Langenkamp as Nancy Thompson. And finally, she basically just said, fuck Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode. Get the fuck out of here. Katniss was not the fucking original OG, like, you know, female lead of an action franchise. Like, Fuck off. Everything that she just said just came out of my ears as like vile diarrhea from, I don't know. I'm just, I, it really made me fucking mad. Like, 
fuck Pam Greer. I mean, come on. She's like... It came out of your mouth. Seriously. It, well, the bullshit coming from her came out of my ears because I had to hear it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I can't believe I had to elaborate on that. So, yeah. Um, thoughts, opinions, nine remarks. Start with uh, Jocelyn. A um, female of this group, I, might I add. I was going to say, as a female, I think she's... <laughs> complete utter bullshit she out of her element? Um, i would even add angelina jolie in there too yes, that was Laura one of the Croft. first women i thought of too if you know from 90s action movies and stuff growing up and stuff um yeah i mean i i just I mean, the audacity I, for who her is to she to this. put herself on this damn pedestal like I mean, yeah, she's a great actress. Um, but I, I mean, I enjoyed Hunger Games, but I would, the books were better. I would definitely <laughs> not put her acting up, you know, above anybody else. So, uh, you know, as, as a female, I think she needs to shut her mouth because there, there's by far more better females out there that I would definitely put in front of her. I think she needs to go find a rock and hide under it and just lay low for a couple years after this bullshit just to avoid the backlash that's oncoming. Yeah. I mean, she's always kind of had like a quirky kind of cuckoo yeah, side a little bit. Yeah, she's always tried too, to you know? be different. Yeah. And I mean, she can you know, act like she's introvert, shy, and stuff, but sometimes when she does things, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a fan of hers. I'm not, like, I like her acting. I'm not a fan of hers in, you know, yeah. as a person. Alright, Justin, I know you got a lot to say about this, I'm sure. What are your thoughts? Mm, I Like, I, she just, I, I like, let me just start off. I think she's a good actress. I've liked many of her performances. Mother's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I, know, I know you're a big years. mother fan. Yeah. Big mother fan. But I mean, I think she's just dopey. Like, <laughs> I don't even like, I don't think it's a thing where she's putting herself above anybody. I think she just doesn't know any better. Like, I get a feeling she's probably only seen like 10 movies in her entire <laughs> life. Like, she just doesn't know what she's, what she's talking about. Right. So she's just kind of annoying in real life. Like, I don't know. I think, I think she's just busy, like, living her life and not watching a bunch of movies. So she doesn't even fucking know what the history of any of it is. So um, why she would think that that would qualify her to say, like, I'm the first. I, I, I mean, is that even what? Yeah, I guess she was. She was saying that. Saying I was that. trying she to give her definitely the saying Yeah, that. I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt that, that she was being misquoted. But she really was. Like she was like, on yeah, ego yeah, overload. I, yeah, I just I just don't think she knows any better. I think she really like buys into like she's like and I'm not gonna get into the train thought I was gonna get into. But I I just don't think she knows any better. Yeah. She is literally too stupid to know any better. Um Yeah, yeah. Corey. I'll, I'll jump in here because I'll jump in just because I totally agree with what Justin said. I honestly think she's about ten IQ points short uh from where she needs to be to be talking about any kind of film history or anything like that uh, she's like one of those that like again what you said justin like i like mother i like a lot of the films she's in but just anything outside of that i just really don't want to hear i just honestly don't it's like it you know if you want to say like oh katniss is a big influence and was a great role model you know for a lot of girls and you know it brought on a whole 
shitload of shitty ass YA uh, adaptations afterwards. And yeah, that might be true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as the lead, I totally agree. She probably has no fucking idea who Pam Greer is or uh, half of those right. actresses are or has seen any of those movies. You probably could say, well, what about Ripley? And she'll be like, Ripley who? Like, you know, it's just <laughs> like, it's just funny to me. Somebody who is an you know actor who makes a living in a field has no fucking clue about any of it. So, uh, which is fine. You know, I don't necessarily have a problem with that, but then just don't talk about it. <laughs> you know, it just, yeah, it pisses me off because, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I'm annoyed. It pisses me off, but it doesn't, like, I guess I could be more mad because I think it's true. I think she's so dumb. Like, I don't, I don't really think it's a thing of, like, ego or her head so big. I just think she's, like Justin said, doesn't know any better. She's kind of dumb, honestly. <laughs> Didn't think about what she was saying beforehand. So yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I, I don't think she's the uh, sharpest knife in the drawer. Andrew. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I pretty much mimic everything everybody said. Like she obviously doesn't know what she's talking about. Obviously, did not pick up pick up a book and like look into this. She just started spouting off at the mouth. Which, I mean, has what is the last thing that Jennifer Lawrence was in that is like of significance, or am I just like oblivious to it? I think she's taken a few years off. I think she has too, because I think the last was it was it that X Men film where she was killed off in like the first act. That's right, probably. Yeah, I want to say that was it. No, Sparrow was before that. That was in twenty. No, she was in Don't Look Up. That's right. And now she's on this. She's in Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, that's right. And she was, she's also currently, she's doing the rounds because she's on this like Apple TV film, Calls Away, apparently, where she's like a US soldier who suffers traumatic uh, brain, who suffers a traumatic brain injury while fighting in Afghanistan and struggles to adjust to live, to life back home. Okay. Because we've never seen that movie before. Um,. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, she was in, like I said, Don't Look Up, and that, that X-Men movie, and then Red Sparrow, and Mother, Passenger. So in the last six years, she's only been in, like, five movies. Six, if you count this new one. Yeah, she slowed down. Yeah, so. Didn't she have a kid? Like, I think she I think she kind of wanted to start a family. Oh, that's right, she did have a, a baby. Bit. Forgot all about that. Yeah. Blame it on the pregnancy brain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Gotta. Um, did I leave anybody out? Did everybody get to speak on this? Because I have nothing else to say about this shit. All right, we can move on then. To... What do we do next? Uh, Coming attractions. Coming soon to theaters. Where we get to talk about some new trailers that dropped this week. Starting with, where should we go first? Let's talk about, let's get this Megan trailer out of the way. I designed Megan to protect Katie from feeling lonely. She will recognize you as her primary user. And when you do that, you're going to pair with her. Crazy. It's insane, right? Oh, don't I look nice? Biting my eyes isn't a pure perfection. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. One, two, three, four. I declare somewhere. I won't let anything harm you. I love her. Megan's not a person, Katie. You don't get to say that. Things that you can play with me, you better watch your back. The last thing that you hear. 
are you doing? Couldn't sleep. Occupational hazard. Put <laughs> your full attention. Don't! Stop! What the hell is that? You should probably run. I won't let anything harm you ever again. done something to upset you, Gemma? I know you think you're maximizing your objective function. <laughs> oh, really? Sugar, spice, and everything nice. No, that's not what we're made of. <laughs> Megan? Baby doll skill. Don't provoke us or we will go. Shut her down. Jesus Christ, I thought we were friends. I have a new primary user now. Me. Did Megan do something bad? What's going on? What are you? I'm Megan. <laughs> Baby. Because <laughs> we didn't talk about the first trailer that dropped. I think we were like on hiatus because it was the Halloween Horathon. And we just didn't have the time to talk about Megan. So this second trailer has now dropped. The film comes out in a few weeks. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, this one just, just kind of like doubles down on the ridiculousness of it all. She still does that little shimmy dance, but now we have, we have a better understanding as to why she does it. Um, I, I, I don't know. This movie looks so goddamn terrible, but it looks like it's going to be amazing as well, all in one. Like, I can't wait to see this movie. I'm excited. I, I'm getting vibes of, like, the recent Child's Play remake, and I love that movie. I thought yeah, that, I was, thought that, like, was, a that was such a... That was a really good remake. That was a huge surprise for me. So I'm getting little vibes of that. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of, um, you know, James Wan. So I, I don't know. I, I'm optimistic <laughs> about it. I think it looks interesting. And um, Megan looks like fucking nightmare fuel for me. So, I mean, like, <laughs> uh, it, like just the way she's moves and then yeah. she almost moves like kind of like a puppet. Like it's like robotic, but it's also like a puppet almost. And it just freaks me out because, you know, like we've covered Child's Play whatever yeah. it was two years yeah. ago and i talked about how scared i always was of chucky when i was a kid then it's kind of still carries over that shit creeps me out with like fucking robots and um and dolls and stuff and just the way like in the trailer you see her running in the woods like on all fours it's like yeah. oh fuck no i'm gonna be well, that's about creepy. That. i'm like oh god <laughs> and the fact that she's like small i you know i like that it's just kind of creepy like this little girl doll so i don't know i'm excited about it i I think it looks pretty cool. I, I think it'll be obviously tongue in cheek, but um, you know, I don't know. Child's Play did it well, so I know <laughs> obviously this has nothing to do with that. But I'm just saying, I was surprised by that, so maybe I'll be surprised by this. I was surprised they gave it a PG-13 rating and not R. So we'll see how it looks when it comes out. I'll definitely be checking it out. Uh, can't say I'm just I don't know. I, I can't say it's going to be a great film, but you know. We're going to give it a shot anyway. Um, <laughs> Justin, I'm kind of... I'm not curious. I'm excited to hear your thoughts because I know you fucking hate this. And Yeah. 
Well, first of all, I saw on Letterboxd's Twitter account. I was going to send it to you guys. It's, uh, I guess it must have been a, a clip from the premiere. It was like 12 Megans all doing that dancing. Oh! <laughs> wow. Go to, go to Letterboxd's Twitter account and, and just scroll that, and you'll, it's got to be pretty near I'm the fine. top. I'm, I'm, it's pretty fucking Okay, fun. I'm looking at it now. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm a shit heel. I, I got your text and I forgot to go back and watch the trailers for this week. So I, I, I can't really comment on any of it. I've, well, I've seen the, the, the original Megan trailers. So well, comment uh, on that. Cause it's, fact, it's, it's only like, it's basically well, a rehashing of that, but with like a few more added stuff. Like there's this funny yeah, scene I, where this I, woman's I, like, she's like in her shed and she's like talking into the darkness and you could tell it's Megan in the darkness. And she's like, who are you? And then like, she just comes out and in her little, you know, childlike voice, she's like, ah, I'm Megan. I'm Megan. <laughs> and it just, like, blows her away with this power washer. I was like, get the fuck out of here. This is going to be so stupidly awesome. I think you sent this, the trailer, a few months back. And, and I, I did. Watched it then, and then when, when we saw Bones and all, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get a soda. I don't need to watch this trailer again. Um, or no, I came back in from getting a soda, and the Megan trailer was on. Uh, we, we, we were laughing about that, so, and I told you I'll I'll catch it three years from now on Tubi. I'm sure. I'll be damned. Here it is. There's a lot of Megans doing that fucking dance. <laughs> Holy shit! You weren't joking. Holy crap! <laughs> wow. Oh man. Uh, Jocelyn. What is it, Thrashing Church? Huh? What is it you found? Like, how do I search it in Google? Go to, no, you gotta you gotta go to Twitter first of all, and Letterboxd, L E T T E R B O X D, Letterboxd, their account. It's like one of those. It's like their second tweet at the top. But um, Jocelyn, what do you think about this movie? I mean, I'll probably see it. I'm I'm a fan of Allison Williams, um, so it's it's kind of like. You know, hit or miss with me. I'll see it. I'm not excited about it. Fuck you. Especially that scene in the shed with that woman that you were just talking about. Like when that popped up in the trailer, I was just like, what? Like it just didn't make any sense. Like, I don't know. It's like she's supposed to be protecting this girl. Well, what this old lady do to the girl? Like, are we killing other yeah, people she's now? Probably like, like a <laughs> nagging old like neighbor or something like that who like does something to harm her. I don't know. She, she keeps be. her yeah. friends flies in her yard. She comes out and takes it. And... She's like Brian Cox from Trick or Treat for this movie. Or she's like uh, Anne Ramsey in Dead Yes! Fucking put, yes! That's even a better comparison. <laughs> Basketball to the face. And in this one, it's a power washer to the face. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, like, I'll see it, but, um, you know, kind of whatever. Alright, well, let's talk about this uh, Pale Blue Eye trailer that uh, was just released from Netflix. Is it true? He once elicited a confession with nothing more than a piercing look. With enough patience, a suspect will often interrogate himself. Detective Landor, one of our cadets. Hanged himself last night. That's the matter for the coroner. I'm afraid that's not the end of it. It's hard 
was carved from his chest. What type of fella could do this? You have to be a bad man. Needed to decipher this. Rumor has it there are instructions for immortality. Someone there? Discreetly infiltrate the cadets. What is this? Blood, symbols, rituals. Oh my lord. Man will do most anything to cheat death. Where are the facts? Where are the simple facts? The truth! I believe the dead haunt us because we love them too little. Close to finding who's responsible for this than we were a month ago. We are closer. It's only a matter of time. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, this is a Edgar Allan Poe. I don't want to say it's a biopic, but it's like Edgar Allan Poe's like teams up with uh, this detective played by you know Christian Bale, um, and of course it's uh, Dudley Dursley from fucking Harry Potter who plays uh, um, Edgar Allan Poe, and us being from Baltimore, you know. Any little thing that involves Edgar Allan Poe, I'm all over. So, uh, yeah, Scott Cooper. It's like his fourth film in a row with Christian Bale, but I'm not complaining. Um, I'm like one of the few people who actually likes the, uh, um, what is it? That, that, I can't even remember what the hell the movie's called. This lot Out of the Furnace, like 10 years ago. I think that was a real solid movie. But um, that's a great movie. Yeah, definitely. This so this movie here though, this was actually my first time really hearing about it. I knew Christian Bale was doing some sort of period piece. Had no idea it involved Edgar Allan Poe. So like, it wasn't until a few hours ago, longer than that, earlier today, when I watched the trailer and I was like, oh okay, this is Edgar Allan Poe. I'm down. So that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, nothing about this trailer screamed to see this immediately. Like it didn't really. Like, I don't know. I didn't get, like, powerhouse performance vibes like I usually get from Christian Bale films. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm going to give it a shot just based off the material and who it involves and, you know, the players. I'm a big Scott Cooper and Christian Bale, obviously, fan. Fan of, fan of both of their works. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be seeing this movie. Um, Corey, where are you at on this? Yeah, I, I kind of where you're at. <laughs> I'm just like thinking to myself, oh, it looks pretty cool. I mean, it's got to be better than uh, what was the last last Edgar Allan Poe movie I saw? The one with uh, John Cusack. Oh God, the, the Raven. Well, the Raven. Yeah, it's got to be better than that, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just thinking. I was like, this movie's gonna pop up on one of the streaming services. Uh, Netflix. Tubi. It's a Netflix. Have- no, it's a Netflix movie. Oh, it is Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's gonna <laughs> pop up on Netflix. You're one right day, about that. 
in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. It'll be a delightful two hours, and then I'll forget about it. So that'll probably be the extent of this movie, more than likely. Uh, I'll probably say, this is pretty good, because it's the same with Out of the Furnace. I remember liking it. I don't remember a goddamn thing about that movie, though. Oh, but I, I do. Liking it. Ooh. It's <laughs> I a dark it movie. It I'll give out. it that. Yeah, um, so this will probably be similar. I'm sure it'll be fine, but it doesn't look anything. Mm. I'm like the Amsterdam um, stuff. Like to me, looks more interesting. Like that looks like top uh, Christian Bale. This looks like okay Christian Bale. You know, so I'm excited for it. It'll just be one of those that I just throw on one day and then forget about probably. All right, Andrew, where at on this? I mean, it looks cool. I've never heard of this film until you actually sent me the trailer to it. I'm not really familiar with this director, but I like Christian Bale. Edgar Allan Poe is cool. I'm from Baltimore, obviously, so inherently I enjoy him and his work. <laughs> but I don't have any backstory behind this um, movie. But the story looks super fucking cool. So, what? And if it's on Netflix and it's inherently free per se to me, as I already pay a bill for it, then I'll watch you, it. You sure. should know this director, Scott Cooper, Andrew. His first film was Crazy Heart. And about oh, eight, okay. eight years ago, he did a little film called Black Mass. Oh, shit. Okay. See, I, <laughs> I didn't do the back, back search. See, I don't fucking know. I didn't do the back search on <laughs> it's this. All right. but... It's all right, man. All right. Well, then, yeah, I, I love Crazy Heart and I love Black Mass. But we're talking 10 years ago, so I, I don't <laughs> Sorry. have any emotional connection to him in the modern day. But, you know, I, I'll still watch it. it. It looks cool. I, d- I definitely think it looks enjoyable for sure. Right. Justin, Jocelyn. Not so much the Edgar Allan Poe situation, but the actual story. I know, itself. I know what you meant. Anyway, Justin, Justin. Yeah, I don't know. Like, again, not, not having seen the trailer, I, I don't have a lot oh, to say right. about it. Um, you kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too intrigued by the premise of. Um, <laughs> stop asking Justin, goddamn it. I gotta stop. <laughs> like, he didn't watch a damn thing, so don't even bother with him. Which I'm surprised by because. Well, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, Jocelyn, anything you want to add to this before we move on? Oh, I mean, I think it looks good. It, it's definitely, it looks different, you know. Um, when you asked me what Greg's favorite movie was to have him on for an episode, it was actually between Bandits or Into the Furnace because he, he loves that movie so much. So I was just texting him real quick, telling him about this movie because I didn't realize that the same guy that did Into the Furnace is doing this Out one. of the Furnace. Um... Or out of the <laughs> furnace, not into the furnace. <laughs> that would be a real. Tell you're a big movie. fan of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I like it. It was a great movie, but Greg's he's he's all over that movie. Super sad um, movie too. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for it. You know, Edgar Allan Poe, Baltimore, Christian Bale looks looks creepy. I, I'm here for it. I'll I'll definitely watch. I don't think it. it takes place in Baltimore, unfortunately, but. You know, well, I mean, Poe. I, I know mean, having Edgar Allan Poe and we're from Baltimore. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, then finally, we have a brand new trailer from David Cronenberg's son, Infinity Pool. The trailer has finally dropped. I don't understand why we're doing this. We barely know these people. It's one day. Let's mix things up a bit. Hi! You're just happy you found your fan club. I've been waiting six years for your second book. Is it coming out soon? I'm working on it. What do you do for money then? You married well, rich. <laughs> <laughs> I actually came here looking for inspiration. 
Mr. James Foster. You'll have to come with us. Here, the punishment for any crime committed is death. What? What would you say? But for a significant sum, we'll build a double to send in for your execution. your transformation. This is just a little game. But I can take some blood. Yeah! Show me how strong you are. It's really disgusting. You could just sit there. And watch it happen. You know, James, do you worry they got the wrong man? So yeah, Justin, I'm surprised you didn't watch this. Brandon Cronenberg, his second film coming out at the end of January. So about a little bit over a month away. Um, kind of surprised you didn't watch this trailer yet, but it's pretty much what you expect from a Richard Cronenberg film. <laughs> I didn't blow off the trailers. I, I saw your text and I just forgot it. I got busy with work and forgot to go back and watch. I, I still haven't seen Possessor. So, I mean, I'm behind Ooh, on... Uh, you got to get on that shit. Possessor's fucking awesome. I know, awesome. I know. I've, I've been meaning to see it since before it came out. I was reading about it. So, yeah, I, I just somehow have not had a chance to align and line up with that movie and watch it yet. But I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it. And I'm definitely going to check out the trailer for this one. Um, and it's, it's got so. Mia Goth and it looks like she's just going to be killing it. And yet another dark oddity of a role um, that I'm excited to see. Um, Alexander Sarsgaard is in it. And he's at the lead role. Kind of a different kind of role that I'm not familiar with him you know not I'm not used to seeing him in it's kind of quirky really dark I mean it's pretty much Cronenberg it's 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 his son pretty much taking the reins from his old man doing body horror for the new age um and you know I mean it's 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 weird but it's supposed to be dark it looks weird yeah go on Corey no I was just gonna say it looks weird has anybody seen the movie Society Oh yeah, fuck yeah. The yeah. shunting? Fucking, you kidding? Fucking it, it, it <laughs> the has like shades of that. It, yeah, like, yeah, you're honestly, right. You're it right. looks like if you mix Cronenberg and Society <laughs> like <clears throat> and updated it. Like that's the movie we're getting. That's that's the vibes I was getting, which I fucking love um uh, Yeah, it's good vibes. It's great vibe. Yeah. Alright. Uh so that like I said, that comes out late next month. I'll be there for it. Um Everybody else, uh, anything you want to add? Yeah, I'm, I'm extremely excited for this film. This was actually going to be the movie that I was going to bring up when you told me about bringing up a t- the topic discussion. Okay, cool. I did not see his first film, but I love Cronenberg, and I watched this trailer earlier at work, like even without your recommendation, and I fucking loved it. I'm so excited to watch this. Um, the problem with horror films is they're not really unique in the modern day. 
and like that's like Bloomhouse is is great and realistically I should love that production company because I do love horror from back in the day but I feel like my love for horror has since died since they don't really do like natural effects anymore they just do like special effects and like CGI and all that kind of stuff but this film just looks unique it looks fantastic it looks completely disturbing and I love it so uh, I'm all about this film so I'm definitely going to be seeing him in a drops. And I didn't know that David Cronenberg had a son that makes movies. So I just had a question, Andrew. So you said you love Brandon Cronenberg, but you haven't seen his first movie. <laughs> this movie isn't out yet. So, but then I no, I love David Cronenberg. Oh, no, I love he said David. David. I didn't, I didn't know. hear him say David. I, that's why I followed up. I fucking that's mis- why I said I fucking uh, misunderstood. <laughs> I was like, but then uh, oh, that's, I was like, it- that's why I followed up and said I haven't seen any of his son's movies because I didn't know he had a son that made movies. <laughs> I was like, it's par for the course for Andrew though. So I was like, well, maybe he doesn't see him. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fantastic. It's, it can't be a fucking. That's failure. fucking funny. I love it. All right. Well, then we can move on to Puss in Boots. To Puss in <laughs> Boots. Okay. Puss in Boots. <laughs> Go so on. I, I, so I don't know. I, I was looking at this at work the other day, and I'm just amazed at the fact. First of all, I don't watch Puss in Boots. I don't watch Shrek. I don't care about it. I don't shit. watch it. But <laughs> Twitter was like, blowing the fuck up the other day about this goddamn boots. movie. <laughs> the Twitter was blowing up the other day, like legit about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Apparently, it comes out December twenty first. Um, I don't care about these movies, like I said, but it's got a ninety four on Rotten Tomatoes. And when I was looking at the IGN review, it said that it is the Logan of Shrek movies. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm like, that is the most overblown fucking statement I've ever heard what? in my whole life. There's no... Is Puss in Boots gonna go what? on a gritty <laughs> killing spree? No, I gotta... It says, Puss in Boots discovers that his passion for adventure has taken a toll. He has burnt through eight of his nine lives. Puss <laughs> sets out on an epic journey to find a mythical last wish to restore his nine lives. I'm sitting there reading, I'm like, this is some bullshit. Uh, Fucking... <laughs> yeah, they're, gonna, they're gonna say this is the Logan of the Shrek franchise. Shrek 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. Put Shrek's it over old, like a million bucks. Shrek's old and dying of cancer and drops F-bomb throughout <laughs> the entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's how, and that's how Breaking Bad was made. So... <laughs> This is just—I don't know. I don't know where you guys stand on Puss and Boots. I'm sure nobody's putting I've it over like a million bucks. But apparently, <laughs> but apparently, the internet loves it. So, yeah, I got oh, nothing. God. And that's my recommendation of movies I, I haven't seen this week. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I didn't even fucking know there was another Puss and Boots movie coming out. <laughs> they stopped making them. Oh God. Yeah, you got me. All right. Let's start talking about what our recommendations are for the week in the form of weekly recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? All right. um, Corey, we'll start with you. Eh, Shit. I don't know. I haven't really watched much of anything. No? (laughs) Um, eh, Not really. Like, nothing. I mean, I guess nothing that stands out. Um that I'd recommend other than um, I did rewatch uh, everything everywhere all at once, uh, which I know we talked about. I think when we Justin's did our top favorite five, movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> we did like the top five of the year so far earlier in the year. It was on my top five. Um, 
honestly, it probably moved up a notch or two. I don't know. Rewatching it again, I just enjoyed it even more. So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up again. It, it, it's one of those where I'll probably watch a couple more times just because it's so deep and there's so many layers and so much stuff going on. Um, but I just get like a good feeling like, you know, sometimes you just watch a movie and it just kind of changes your mood a little bit. Like, I don't know. I just find it so heartwarming and funny, even though, you know, I could totally understand why somebody <laughs> might say it's dumb or right. uh, they don't like it. But I just get that feeling from watching it. So it, it's very rare that, uh, you know, I kind of feel that way. So but yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I mean, I'd already seen it, already really liked it. But uh, watching it again, I, I just realized I, I really love that movie. So, yeah, I guess that'll be mine. I'll talk about it again. Everything, everywhere, all at once. All right, who wants to go next? Uh, let's see. I'll pick uh, Jocelyn. You're up. Yeah. So um, I actually wanted to. Uh, I want to recommend. Have you guys watched the the show The White Lotus? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I'm not familiar with what is it that on is. HBO? Yes, it's on HBO. Yeah, I've seen the trailers. I've never watched it though. It's so Greg watched the first season and then um he told me to watch it and I literally binged the entire first season in like one sitting. It's such a great show. I mean, it's got like a lot of you know, familiar people and stuff, but it's it's good like a like a good like mystery kind of they all go to like this hotel and they all I'm trying to think of the one guy's name from what is his name? Steve. He was from like Saving Silverman. Oh, Steve Kahn. Steve Zahn. Kahn. Steve Zahn. Yeah. Steve Zahn. 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 Steve Zahn. Yeah. So he's in the first season. It is. Hold on. I'm trying to remember her other name. The other person that's in it. Well, season two is out, so I'm going to have to... Oh, Connie Burton. Connie Burton's in it, too. Okay. Uh, Jake Lacey from The Office. And then this season has, like, a bunch of people. It's got, like, Aubrey Plaza. Jennifer Coolidge is in both seasons, which I'm not really a big Jennifer Coolidge fan. Um, she hasn't really done much that's really, like, interests me. Stifler's but she's great mom. in this this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then Alexandra... Dario. Dario. Yeah. yeah, she was in the first season. And then Michael Imperioli. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know who he was, but um, Greg told me he was in. um, Christopher. Yeah, I never watched Sopranos. Okay. That's yeah. That's go ahead, shoot me down. That's one series I never. I watched it for my first Um, time two years ago during the pandemic. Okay, so okay, I don't feel bad then. Um, but it's a good show. It's it's like a good like you know mystery show like something always happens in the beginning of the season and it kind of you know just shows like what's leading up to that event that happens in the beginning mm-hmm. and you know it's it's somebody somebody dies so you, like you don't know who it is though so the entire season you're just sitting here like watching it and you're watching all of these things unravel and unfold and all of these different you know like dramatic things happen with these families and couples and stuff and you're like constantly sitting there thinking like oh it's gonna be this one it's gonna be that one it's gonna be this one it's gonna be that one and then it's not the person that you think it is but um the second season is just wrapping up so if you guys have a chance to take the time to watch it it's a, it's a really good show alright I'll go next um, I'm gonna recommend The Exorcist 3 hell yeah way better than the second piece of shit Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the original. 
Oh, I went there. I fucking, it's fucking close for me. Love this movie. Um, yeah, I I was surprised at actually how much I loved it. In fact, I mean, fucking, told you. Yeah, uh, George C. Scott is so fucking great. Like his delivery half the time, he's just this angry, pissed off old man. My favorite fucking line delivery the entire movie. Uh, Nancy Fish character, uh, the nurse, she says something about the file, or whatever, and he's like, "It's not." In the file. It is not in the file. It is not. Just the way he says that, it is fucking <laughs> great. And I fucking rewound it and it, it, I loved it. Um, unfortunately, I've, I'm, I'm familiar with the jump scare. Like, you know, you think Exorcist 3 or talk about Exorcist 3, all you have to do is say the jump scare and you know what scene I'm talking about. Um, I've, I've seen it, even though this is my first time watching the film start to finish it, it was, it was, I, I was familiar with that scene, so once the, you know, it's, don't get me wrong, it's still a great moment, but unfortunately, you know, it's spoiled. It's funny too, because even when you know it's coming, you, it still gets you a little bit, you know, and it's, it's, it's still effective in, in, in a way. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, and I was really surprised, MVP of the movie, Brad Dorf. Holy Hell shit, yeah. dude. The only thing that angered me was that, and I could tell it was a studio change that they did it in post, was they changed his voice. His performance is so incredible, but it's not even his voice. They, they fucking dub his voice of someone else, and it pissed me off. The only time they actually used his authentic voice was, was whenever he screamed. Because, you know, Dwarf's got that fucking... He's Chucky, for Christ's sake. So you know he's capable of letting out this demonic, like, commanding scream. So they let him do that every time his character was yelling or screaming. But God forbid, you know, let him cut a monologue in his fucking regular voice. So, and I noticed too, it, it happened a couple other times. You know, the, the whole dream sequence that happens. And he sees a bunch of fucking random people like Fabio and Patrick Ewing and shit. With... Blinking, you'll miss it. Sam Jackson's sitting there, and it's some like guy with like this fucking deep baritone voice who speaks over him. And I'm like, why did they have to dub over Sam Jackson? Why? I, you know, it. Other than that, the film was so good. Um, and it's I, awesome. I and I immediately actually popped in because I I got the uh, Scream Factory disc, and it has the director's cut that they put together as best as they could using uh, VHS dailies. They couldn't find the actual footage from Legion that uh, Blatty filmed. That, that's just been lost forever, apparently. But they were able to use some uh, VHS dailies, and they, they restored them as best as they could. Um, but whatever, I watched it. There's some different things that happened. It's a shorter movie overall. He changes the opening. The film starts right away at the steps with the exorcist theme. Whereas, you know, the, the, the theatrical cut has a couple things that happen before we get to that moment. And other than that, you know, I the film, like I said, my, my point is the film was so good. I pretty much watched it again the second time. Immediately after it was over, I'm like, all right, time to switch it up. And for the most part, it's the same movie, except for a few scenes are, are different and changed. For the theatrical or for the director's cut but yeah i'm glad you liked it yeah because we were talking about it after we recorded the other day and i was like oh yeah you're in for a treat because i like the original better still but it's not that far off honestly i think the third is a fucking masterpiece right up there with the first one 
Yeah, it's just it's, it's full Three of powerhouse performances. What's that? I said I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I just do not understand why people love that. It's on Tubi. I, I don't see it. What you guys see it? I don't know. Yeah, when's the last time you watched it? Not that it matters. I'm just curious. Like earlier this year, oh. it wasn't that long ago. It was the first then, you know, so it was recently. It was the first time I saw it. I mean, it. I just, you know, like, even like the third act reveal and shit, like, because I was legit curious, like, as to what the hell was going to happen with the Damien character and the Gemini killer. It's like, because you, you, you're watching it, and every time he goes into the padded cell, you're either going to get um, Brad Dorff or um, Jason Miller. And it's basically it's like the same. It all makes sense toward as the film you know wraps up. But I was just every time he would go in there to visit, I'm like, which variation of the character are we gonna get now? What's gonna happen this time? You know. And then the, the third act just goes kind of like you finally starts to feel like an exorcist film because throughout the movie it's basically just a serial killer movie. It's got nothing to do with exorcists and demons. But then it all makes sense in, at the end of the movie, the last 20 minutes or so. But uh, yeah, if you have some patience and you're in, and if you're a big fan of uh, just strong performances, then yeah, Exorcist Three should be right up your alley. So that's a recommendation for the week. Um, Justin, what do you got for us? Um, I rewatched the. Um, it's a four movie series. Um, the female prisoner, uh, number seven hundred one Scorpion movies. Um, Miko Kaji who played Lady Snowblood. Um, it's probably more famous for Lady Snowblood than these Scorpion movies, but they're like women. In, they're technically women in prison movies, but really the first one is the only start to finish women in prison movies. She always escapes, kills a bunch of people, gets thrown back in, escapes again, kills a bunch of people, gets thrown back in throughout the series. And frankly, two through four, unless you're a completist, aren't super great. Aren't, you know, they're worth watching, I guess. But the first one is like a near-perfect exploitation movie. Like, it, it's just, it, it doesn't stick the landing. The ending isn't great. But for, you know, 99% of the movie, it's exactly what I want an exploitation movie to be. It's just, it's sleazy. Um it's funny. The visuals are fucking amazing. The music's amazing. Um, Miko Kaji performance throughout all the movies, but she's she's amazing. Um, she gets it's like she barely if you total up her her speaking uh, her dialogue in all four movies, it's probably like four pages of dialogue. Like she does not. She, <laughs> it's it's almost like. They're like silent movie performances almost. She does so much with her face and just in her eyes. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I highly recommend the first one. And like I said, if you like it and you're like, oh, I'm going to check the rest of these out, just be prepared. Part two was the worst one, in my opinion. Um, three, not a great movie, but it was pretty entertaining. Four less entertaining than three but still had its moments but that first one there's just some just visually there's just some crazy shit that goes on it's pretty amazing who made the films I, i've never heard of them before so this is all new uh, they're like they're early 70s japanese um uh 
I don't they're not, I don't think they're Telly Studios. I can't remember, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, unless you're like super in the Japanese cinema, it's really not anybody you've ever heard of, probably. But um, you know, I'm trying to think of, of something to compare it to, and I really, I, I there's nothing else I can compare it to. Um, just you know, if you're in exploitation, if you're into like. Not that they're like Godzilla movies, but sort of like somewhat that aesthetic visually. Um, you know, if, like the old Godzilla, like the 60s and 70s Godzilla movies. If you're into that or exploitation, um, women in prison movies, any of that kind of stuff, the, the first one is just an amazing experience. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was giving me like Italian vibes as you were talking about it. Because I know they made a lot of those exploitation type movies, so. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard of them, though. Yeah, check check it out. Yeah, I, that's one of those where it's like, I got to be in a specific mood for that. It's not something Definitely. I'm <laughs> often. Yeah, like, I, I, for, like I, I've had them for years, and I watched them years ago and never went back and rewatched them. They, I've just kind of been looking at them lately. I'm like, at some point, I'm going to rewatch these things. And for whatever reason, this week was the week. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of there with you. It, it, but yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Like next time, I I need to scratch that itch. Yeah, definitely. Andrew, what you got? Thank you, Corey. Uh, so it's not there. Wait, hold on, let me get on my computer. It's Sleepover. It's a 2004 movie. It's a teen comedy film. Film directed by Joe Nosbaum. It's his feature film directorial debut got a bunch of people i don't fucking know it's got 15 percent on rotten tomatoes <laughs> a bunch of people and sometimes and sometimes you just gotta watch a not great film right <laughs> the trailer is two hours and 19 minutes long and maybe maybe that's enough i don't know but i'm just saying you gotta give movies a shot sometimes right <laughs> and that's why i think you should give this one a shot um <sighs> My actual film is Fifty First Dates. It's yes, honestly, maybe my favorite Adam Sandler film. It's up there from that. Mister Deeds are like neck and neck. You're just talking as about far it. As I go. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, Fifty um, First Dates is a fantastic film. So, basically, Adam Sandler plays this character that uh, falls for. Um, let's talk about it here. <laughs> who is that uh, drew barrymore I've seen this movie right uh, i don't know why but I, for, I forgot her name uh adam sandler falls for drew barrymore who has this like memory loss after a 24-hour period so he like has to find witty ways to like fall in love with her every day and whatnot and it's it's honestly like i really feel for this film it's it's a great film and rob schneider is that perfect chaos for them all and sean astin plays the fantastic brother to drew, drew barrymore so you know, just everything about this film, I, I just genuinely love. And I just watched it not too, too long ago. So I highly recommend that if you're looking for a good Adam Chandler film or just haven't seen a good comedy film a little bit. You want peanut butter cups on your eggs? <laughs> on your eggs? He goes, no, thank you. <laughs> Sharks, they only bite you. <laughs> I forgot what he says. Um, Yeah, that, that that's one of my favorite films uh, for his too. I, I, I'm more of a fan of Wedding Singer. Because I love the wedding singer so much, but it's it's Fifty First Dates is up there, and then they did Blended years later, and I have no idea 
where they fell off the wheels, but that film is just a complete wreck, and I can't even talk about it. So, uh, what we got left? Jo- Blended, the third film together. It came out like back in 2014. It's not a funny movie at all. It's, uh, it's, they, okay. they, I'm probably the only person that liked that they, movie. They go on like this African excursion. Bella Thorne's in it. It's not a good... Uh, what, Jocelyn likes it, so I guess it's good, but not for me. Um, let's move on to the final segment of Fewer Cast, and that is, of course, our pickums for week 14 of the NFL... We've been recording for a while, so let's do a little powerhouse version of it this week so uh, we don't have our listeners listening for too long. Uh, so first up, we got a game that's ongoing right now as of this recording, and that is Raiders at the Rams, Thursday Night Football. Um, I went Raiders. Justin? Uh, I went Rams. All right, Jocelyn? I went Raiders. Corey? Raiders. <laughs> and uh, Andrew? I went Raiders, although it wouldn't surprise me if Rams won. I haven't checked the score in a while, so I have sixteen to three Raiders. And well, goddamn, they they brought Baker (laughs) in. I guess he didn't do much because they only scored three points. Anyway, let's move on. Vikings at the Lions. I'm going Lions on this one. I know they're favored for whatever reason because the Raider, the Vikings, are only like they've only lost two games. I think it is, but. They've barely been winning these games, and it's it's at Detroit, and the Lions have won a bunch of games lately. They've kind of come, they're trying to make a comeback for what it's worth. I'm not sure they, they can make the playoffs at this point, but they're going to try. So um, I, I just got to, I'm going with my gut. My gut said Lions, so that's who I picked. Um, so, Justin? I'm going Vikings. But that's fair. Jocelyn. Vikings. Corey. Vikings. Andrew. Vikings. Damn. All right. And we got Ravens at Steelers. Usually this would be a big deal, but Baltimore, you guys are down a quarterback. You got Tyler Huntley throwing the ball for this one. I don't know. This this just doesn't feel like a Baltimore Steelers game. Like, Like, you know, that's always a big week. You know, Baltimore Steelers week. It's like I'm not getting that vibe this week, and I'm, I'm kind of forgetting that the game's even happening this week. But anyway, um, yeah, for all the reasons I just said, I- I'm picking Steelers. Justin, we'll keep, we'll keep the same route, or me then Justin then Jocelyn then Boy then Andrew. Um, uh, the Huntley era begins. Um. I don't think that's true, obviously, but I do think that the Steelers are so bad that even with Huntley and the Ravens are going to win. Fair enough. Um, I'm going Ravens. Is is Jackson like completely out? Though? He's got a he's out for a couple weeks. He's got a sprained MCL, and that usually takes like three weeks to turn to, to heal. Oh, okay. My my uh, fantasy still telling me questionable, so. Um, that's who I have, unfortunately. So I'm going to be screwed this week. Anyway, I'm going Ravens. That's what I did. I got Fields as my backup, so I'm Uh, I'm pretty confident with that. (laughs) Why the hell aren't you playing Fields over here to begin with? Anyway, I digress. Uh, Corey. Uh, I'm going to go Ravens. 
I'm gonna go to Ravens. All right, fair enough. Because the Steelers are trash. All right, next game we got Browns going to uh, another another division game. Damn, Browns at the Bengals. Um, yeah, I can't see the Browns beating the Bengals. I'm going Bengals. They just came off of a victory against my team, the Chiefs. So Bengals. Uh, yeah, Bengals. Sorry, not used to this order. Sorry, Bengals. Um, I'm going Bengals. Bengals as well. Bengals. All right. Jets at the Bills. Go with my gut again on this one. God said Jets. I like them Jets. I do like the Jets. I do, I do, I do. I like the Jets. I don't like the way Buffalo's been playing football lately. So, for all those reasons, I'm going Jets. Yeah, I mean, nothing you said there is wrong. But I'm still going to go Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going Buffalo too. Yep, I'm going to go with the Billiams. Buffalo. Good, I hope the fucking Jets do win so I can catch up and win this goddamn thing. They won't. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Texans at the Cowboys. It's the Battle of the Texas or something like Battle that. Battle of the Texas. <laughs> Battle of the Texas. <laughs> I just pulled that out of my of ass. Battle of the Texas. The Dallas Cowboys versus the Houston It's another Texas. situation where I just cannot see the fucking Texans beating the Cowboys, so Cowboys. Yeah. I'm going, oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys, too. Cowboys. Y'all are voting minority. I'm going Texas. <laughs> no, Dad, Dallas. All right. I'll like say it. good fucking luck with that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Eagles at the Giants. Come on. Eagles. I know the Giants are the Giants, but, I mean, Saquon hasn't done shit lately, and, you know, it's the Eagles, so... Philly, fly Eagles, fly. Yeah, I, I need Saquon to start doing something again. Mm, um, I'm sorry. But he... <laughs> Eagles. I'm going Eagles too. Yeah, I guess I'll go with the Eagles. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Birds. All right, very good. Jaguars at the Titans. We're not sure as of this recording if uh, Trevor Lawrence is even going to be able to play. Um, he's has I think issues with his knee or something like that. Rather, um, Titans are the Titans, and it's December. You know what that means for Derrick Henry. So I'm going Titans. Yeah, Titans. I'm going Titans too. Yep, Titans. Yeah, Titans. Uh, the thrilling week. I know, right? Chiefs at the Broncos. <laughs> I'm going with my gut for this one, and my gut says burn. Yeah, right. Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs, too. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs, but they pissed me off last week. That, they, that annoyed me. I was doing really off. good. I was doing really good with the pickums like, at the 1 o'clock, and then the 4 o'clock just took a shit. I don't think any game I picked right in the 4 o'clock time. I was like, Jesus Christ, Chiefs, I mean, the thing you about that, my go-to. The thing about that game is they lost by 3 points, 27-24. Now, Travis Kelsey also had his first fumble of the season. Had he maintained that football, it, outcome would have been different for that. And then if fucking Butker wouldn't have missed that 55-yarder, which is rare for him, then... It would be at least a tie. So, the Bengals got—I hate to say it like this—it makes me sound like a sore loser. 
But the Bengals got lucky. I mean, had those two plays not have went down the way I just said, then, yeah, it, things would have been different, and it wouldn't have been 24-27. They wouldn't have fucking won for the third time in a row in 2022. But anyway, I digress. Uh, next up, we got Panthers at the Seahawks. You know, Panthers. Oh, are... did Andrew pick? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, Andrew didn't Andrew, pick. who are you picking? Titans. <laughs> Hang on a second. Chiefs and Broncos were your decision. Were your, were your uh, options? <laughs> well, that's what you get. Uh, Chiefs. All right, very good. I'm going with the obvious. Pick All right, Panthers and Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks for this one, for obvious reasons. Because Geno Smith, baby. Yeah, Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks too. Yeah, I don't know what it is this week. I'm like just literally picking the favorite team every time, but I guess Seahawks. I don't know. Yeah, I feel can like you it's gonna can you guys me. stop picking the same picks as me? God damn it! I'm trying to, you know. <laughs> All right, I will. Just not this time. Seahawks. <laughs> Very good. Bucks at the 49ers. Um, yeah, the Bucks. I don't know. I can't even describe how non-Buccaneers they've been lately. 49ers, I know they've got, uh, what's that quarterback's name? It's something, but I don't know. I don't even think the quarterback knows who he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, he played good for the, he threw for two touchdowns last Sunday when he came in, so he's got that going for him. Let's see if the momentum continues. Um, and the Bucks are bad. It's at San Francisco. Gut pick, 49ers. 49ers. 49ers still. Yeah, it kills me to say it, but I'm going to pick the 49ers just because their defense is good and the Bucks' fucking offense has just been horrendous. For the love of God, stop picking the same team as me, Andrew. I'm going to go Bucks. All right. Hey. Dolphins at the Chargers. Because I want to see Tom Brady throw an iPad and then win because of it. <laughs> <laughs> Dolphins at the Chargers. Uh, things about this game. Um... Uh, uh, not Huntley. What's uh, um, uh, what's the quarterback for the Chargers? I'm, I'm having a brain fart. Yeah, he's been so-so. Dolphins, though, but not even had their quarterback. Two has been questionable all week. So, um, I'm going Dolphins. Yeah, same. Dolphins. Stop it! <laughs> I'm picking Dolphins. God damn it! <laughs> I'll go with the Chargers. You do that. I won't. I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last game Monday night. Patriots at the Cardinals. Uh, Patriots are what six and six right now. I don't know. I just I just can't take them seriously anymore. Uh, Cardinals. Uh, I'm tempted to go Patriots. Please, I'm go please Patriots. go Patriots. Thank you. <laughs> All of you go go I'm Pats. Going. I'm going Patriots. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm going to go, Pats. I mean, you're talking like Arizona's fucking decent. They suck, too. So, I mean, it's a battle of the shit. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I got. Andrew? Andrew? Titans. Oh, pa- Patriots. <laughs> I'm sorry. I muted myself and then yeah, said say. All right. Well, those are... I'm going to go Titans again, though. You do that. And that concludes our pickums for week 14. Best of luck to what's all of you. What's the standings? Yeah, what's the, what are the standings real oh, quick? Oh, um, so we have 
I'm in first place with 120. Uh, Justin and Corey are now tied with 106. Oh, shit. Andrew is at 100, and Ed, you're at 97. Actually, last week, uh, Justin, Corey, and Andrew, I think, and Ed, you guys all had, like, like, y'all caught up, like, a lot last week. I was scared. So. You, you don't, don't be scared of me. Christ. <laughs> My 90 <laughs> to your 120. Do not be scared of me at all. I've already considered my... I mean, I already see it now. The writing's on the wall. We're going to be fucking doing bandits for a second episode, so... <laughs> nah. Bandits. I have my, I, I have my, uh, my movie uh, picked out, so I'll be very upset and disappointed if I don't win, because I'm really excited about my movie. So. Very good. Christmas with the crap. I will be happy no. if that's the episode. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> All right. Nah, it's, it's going to be out of... Uh, you guys are gonna be like totally blinded by this one so i somehow doubt that but anyway sadly it's time for us to say goodbye until next week but have no fear because you can still check out our never running collection of previous film effect content whether it's on apple spotify google amazon podbean breaker stitcher or any other platform i neglected to mention go out and do so be in the know by following us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok. But to be honest, we just used Facebook and Twitter. And leave those five-star ratings and positive reviews on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. Or wherever you listen that allows you to leave ratings and reviews, you can do it there too. Next week on the main podcast, Corey and I will be joined by Jocelyn and her husband Greg to talk all about Barry Levinson's Bandits with Bruce I almost said Bruce Campbell with Bruce Willis and Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> I don't know I'm kind of excited to talk about this because it's an opportunity to talk to some fresh voices joining me and Corey plus I'm curious to see how I view bandits myself after 15-20 years since my last viewing who knows find out next week when we uh, talk about it the rest of December on Fewercast will be special editions of the podcast starting next week with a special retrospective episode as we look back at 2022 on the film effect and then our film effect christmas additional fewer cast will drop on christmas eve and finally we'll be wrapping up the year with our big film effect favorites episode that's coming on new year's eve details on all those episodes will be released in the coming days this is a good point to remind everyone that they should be following us on twitter and that's all she wrote as always a special thank you goes out to my colleagues for everything they do and i also want to sincerely thank all of our listeners for your time thank you all so much your listenership means everything to us and one last thing before we go we want to make 2023 our biggest year yet and you guys can help out tremendously by spreading the word about our shows whether it's through a conversation with a friend or by posting about us or sharing our content on social media. Any bit of exposure helps the show out and we'll be forever grateful. And now, it appears time is up. And until next time, I'm Ed. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Andrew. I'm Justin. And I'm still Corey. And now we're done here. Fade to black. Finn. Everybody take care now. And stay safe this holiday season. Bye-bye. See ya. Adieu. I'm going to see Puss in Boots. See you guys.
is not in the file. 